Welcome, everybody, to yet another edition of Drunk Agile. Uh, with me, as always, is the Yogi Bear of Agile. And with him, the star of the show, never in the same place twice. She's like lightning. Um, Nisha, hey, Nisha, she perked up. She's like, what? what, what? Like, hey, drunk to me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and my name is Daniel Vacanti. So, Pratik, what are you drinking? Let's start us off. What are, so, what are you doing? Yeah, um, I am back to the barrel bourbon. Probably one of my top. Currently, one of my top 100 top, whiskeys. Top, <laughs> I know. I, kept, I started counting and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I ran out of fingers. <laughs> I ran out of fingers. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, barrel bourbon. Uh, we've done this before on the, on the podcast 56.11%. Yeah, two decimal places. Ah, yes. We'll come, we'll back, come back to it. Yeah, we'll come we'll back come to back decimal places in a little bit. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's, that. that's, that's what I have today. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm back. I'm back to the EC small batch. Um, I think I said before that I can really only drink this in old fashioned, so I'm lazy. I was just really really lazy tonight, so I am drinking it neat. Uh, you know, it's not it's not terrible. It, you know, it's it's inoffensive. It's it's, it's, it's yeah. not it's offensive. Not, it's not it's not deep right. neat, but it's inoffensive. Given, you know, given where we are with everything and my stocks being what they are, I'm, I'm actually surprised my stocks have held up the way that they have, but I guess I've been kind of rationing. Um, but anyway, cheers, everybody. Yes. Uh, well, welcome to the show. Tonight, um, the show you've been waiting for, maybe the show you haven't been waiting for, is going to be all about mm -hmm. cumulative flow diagrams or CFDs. CFDs. And, um, we were just talking talking before. Um, if anybody knows the the two curmudgeons on the on the Muppets, um, we had to look it up. I, I, I we couldn't remember their names, but it's it's Statler and Waldorf. So um, in the yeah. in the comments, I want you I want everyone to leave you know your comments. So you know which which one of us is Statler and which one of the which <laughs> one of us is is Waldorf. But just think of this as an extended Muppets show tonight. Um, tonight, I think that's. Pretty much. Well, yeah, <laughs> we, we have a lot, a lot to complain yeah. about tonight. So Pratik, I don't know, start us off. Cumulative flow diagram CFDs, what, what, what are they? And well, we'll get into why we should care, why we shouldn't care maybe a little bit later. What, yeah. what are they? What are they? Cumulative flow diagrams. Um, hey, Yogi Berra, I got to hear this. <laughs> so they, 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 they show how as work flows through your system, the cumulative count of issues as 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 um, uh, as the workflow through your system. So yeah, it shows the flow of the work flowing through your system and the cumulative count of the issues. <laughs> okay. I tried to over Yogi Berra that. That was that was yeah that was absolutely not not clear at all. But but hopefully <laughs> most of you are well. I'm, I'm I'm guessing most of you are familiar with cumulative flow diagrams. My my further guess is most of you are familiar with. Um, cumulative flow diagrams in the way that they've been explained incorrectly. So hopefully we can correct or not correct uh, a lot of those myths tonight. Oh, did you just think of something else? Yeah, I did. I did. And 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 this this might be horribly wrong, but might also be right because I just came up with this. Um, for 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 those of you who 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 are uninitiated with with flow metrics and 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 have been in the Scrum world for a while, it's if you did a burn down chart of story counts, let's say that just the opposite of the burn down chart is the burn up chart of, and if you just did that of story counts, that would be the bottom line of the cumulative flow diagram. Now, 
if you did that for every state in your process, the burn up chart of story counts for every state in your process, that would eventually lead you to your cumulative flow diagram. And we're actually, we're, we're actually going to talk about how thinking about cumulative flow diagrams in terms of counts is really not the right way to think about them. I mean, it's, it's, it's a decent enough, and actually it's not really a decent enough starting point, but I know that's how most people think about them is in terms of counts of numbers. I mean, but that's, 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 believe it or not, that is the absolute wrong way to think about, about cumulative flow diagrams. And, and maybe, maybe, actually, maybe we should start off with that, but, but just very quickly, I like to say this, you know, it, it was the best of charts, it was the worst of charts. Uh, before we get into this, CFDs are by far and away my, my most favoritist chart uh, of them all. Um, I just love cumulative flow diagrams. If for no other reason, it's, it's the only chart, I, th I think I said this in a previous episode, it's the only chart that you can really see the interplay of all the important metrics of flow, just, you know, all on one chart. So they're extremely important. Um, but uh, but the reason I don't like them is because, as I said before, they're explained terribly, um, and um, there are so nobody really understands them. And uh, there, there are much, much more useful charts that, if you get those charts right, aging, scatter plot, etc., yeah. you may never ever need to look at a cumulative flow diagram. So um, let's talk about counts, shall we? So we we brought visual aids. Pratik, do you mind bringing up the? Um, sure, let's do that. If you can, share this your is straight out of Jira. Yeah, so we're we're gonna yeah we're gonna go to Jira. This is one way to know um, whether a a a tool that you're using has built their cumulative flow diagram right here, right. So you can see here here's a CFD, uh, we you know with a bunch of states defined. Now what we're gonna have critique go in and do is to disable that bottom state. So the bottom, that bottom big blue state is done. So he's going to go in and he's going to disable done. I'm going to click apply and you'll see what happens to the cumulative flow diagram. And there you have it. You see how it's not cumulative anymore, right? Um, <laughs> it has essentially just turned into a whip status chart. Um, yeah, I, I do want to do, sorry, I, I just want for, for everyone watching, when Dan says it's not cumulative anymore, he means that all the states don't move in the flat or upward direction anymore. If yeah, if, if, yeah, if you zoom, if you zoom, it's dipping. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know all about that. If you zoom out, um, you, you can kind of see that. You see, yeah, everybody can see, hopefully, or maybe it won't let you zoom out. Whenever it refreshes. <laughs> wow, yet another reason not to. Yeah. Um, so there you are. zoomed into another area. You see how it keeps going up and down and up and down and up and down and all the states keep kind of going up and down and up and down. So this is this is one way to know that you know the tool that you're using the cumulative flow diagram hasn't hasn't been built properly because it's obviously not built in a cumulative fa uh, fashion. I'm going to steal screen sharing from you. Mm -hmm. By the way, um, yes. Uh, so um, of course we're going to we're going to show actionable agile here. But you know, with, with actionable agile, one way you can see when we, as we turn off, whatever state we turn off, you see the shape of that cumulative flow diagram is preserved because it is built the way that CFDs are supposed to be built uh, in a cumulative fashion. Now it's probably beyond the scope of this episode to talk about really how that cumulative fashion should be done, um, but just know, and I think we've mentioned this several times before, uh, the way that you build uh, cumulative flow diagrams, it's not off of 
counts of items in columns, it's off of the date that they entered a particular column. That's how you're supposed to build a cumulative fill diagram. In fact, I probably should have gone and looked it up. There's, there's an article I found back in the 60s. I want to say it was the late 60s. It was the earliest, earliest example that I ever saw of a, a CFD. And they didn't call it a CFD back then. I'm not actually sure where CFD came from, the name CFD came from. But back then they called it an arrivals departures diagram because that's the real way to think about the cumulative flow diagram is that each line on this chart represents, believe it or not, it represents an arrival into that state. Most people think about the cumulative flow diagrams in terms of departures, but you really, really these lines are calculated as arrivals into a particular state. So this, this bottom line done, you can think of that, that's, that's the arrival into done. It's not actually something leaving the process, it's actually something arriving to done. I'm, I'm, I'm blabbing. Do you want, do you want to jump in and nope, nope, nope. Say, keep blabbing. <laughs> say anything. So, <laughs> so the two, the two number one ways, the two number one ways, because of course there can be two number ones. Um, one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All highest priority. The, 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 the best ways to know that, you know, you, you're looking at a cumulative flow diagram that hasn't been built properly is uh, as Pratik just showed, if you turn one of the states off and the whole diagram collapses, you know it's not built right. And then secondly, if you ever see lines on a cumulative flow diagram that go down, you know it hasn't been built properly. But, and the reason we're harping on this right out of the gate is because if you don't have a cumulative flow diagram that's built properly, then uh, you, you know, you, you're, you're kind of stuck. There's no analysis that you can really do on it be, be, because you have a, a junk chart. Yeah, if you go back and watch any of the earlier episodes, we've always talked about this that all analysis based on any of these metrics are the, the basis of that are the assumptions underneath those metrics. And, and, and this analytic, this chart, the, uh, if, if you're not starting with the right assumptions, whatever analysis you do on it is going to be incorrect. <laughs> it's, it's probably going to be harmful rather than useful at that point. So when you turned off when you turned off the done column, by the way, Pratik, you didn't say your joke that you were supposed to say. We set you up for your joke about about oh, Jira. Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah. Okay. So here, now I'm, I'm saying uh, so. Yeah. So so this and that done column thing that happens on the CFD in Jira has been there for as long as I have seen a CFD in Jira. I don't know how long this has been, ten years or whatever it is. Um, they've never fixed it. They've never fixed it. They've always had it wrong. Meanwhile. <laughs> You can now use use fractions in your story points. So, so not only can you find bourbon that's fifty six point one one percent, you can also have your story points be five point one one. I mean, seriously. I mean, I I I, I hate I hate to blast other tools because I mean I because I, I, I've built a tool and I know I know what it's like to to build tools. But we're talking. This is a billion dollar company. I think they're a billion dollar company. Now that's the, the the most as far as I'm concerned, one of the most basic things they haven't been able to get right. Some product manager somewhere said, "Ah, oh, let's do decimal story points over fixing our CFD." Somebody made that decision. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of ties back to our don't be a dick a talk. Um, yeah. If anybody wants to go see that. Uh, be, yeah. But anyway. Okay. And, 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 and actually, and everybody lies talk. Yeah. Because it's it's I good. am sure customers have gone and asked for fractions of story points 
but most of their customers because of because what we were talking about earlier haven't been taught how a cfd should properly be made have never gone and said hey your cfd is all kinds of messed up so both those don't be a kankas everybody lies yeah, yeah yeah so just just go just go rewatch all our videos i mean yeah, that's just, really that's that's probably the safest thing to do maybe stop watching this one and go watch those um okay so getting back to properly constructed cfds if 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 you're collecting the dates that items enter all the columns in your process, then you construct you can construct those arrival lines mm -hmm. um, from which your your cumulative flow diagram uh, will emerge. Okay, so so if we think about all those lines as arrivals, now what are what are some things that we can tell off of the cumulative flow diagram, and why are they important, or potentially why are they not important? Pratik, you want to start us off? Nisha has a lot to say about this, but oh, okay. um, yeah. Um, you know, I can so share my screen if you need the. Sure. Okay. Can you see? So now, uh, uh, so now that we're looking at this properly constructed CFT, there are some things that you can tell that are going on at every point of time. So, um, Dan, if you want to hover over any particular. Which, which one? Which yeah, metric are good. you gonna? Which one are you gonna do first? So I can turn off. Uh, let's do item counts. Uh, okay. Okay. So, oops, spilling my drink over here. As 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 Dan's hovering over uh, over a particular um, date, in this case January fourth is where he was. Now he's on January seventh. We'll leave it there. You can now see, uh, based on that CFD, how many items are in each of those stages. Once you've constructed it properly, now you can see that in analysis active there were two items on that particular date. And analysis done, there were six items. We had by by that time we, we got to that date, gotten 158 items done. So once once you construct this properly, you can then tell on a particular date what was happening on that team. That's yep. one thing you can do. That's that's the vertical distance. So and I, I showed you, so we were on the seventh before. Yep. So I showed you you can either do you know, by stages or for the whole thing, right? Both, yeah. both, both are valid pieces of, a, of analysis right there. Mm -hmm. um, Which um, the, the, the whole thing is where um, if, if we, if you have not watched the little, the little slow episodes, you can go back and see how the whole thing kind of ties directly into little slow. Right. Okay. So that's, that's, that's work in progress mm -hmm. on a given date. Okay. So what, what else, what else can we tell for January 7th? So, so right now we were able to figure out work in progress. Now let's see what was the approximate average cycle time. Yes, that's a mouthful, but the approximate average cycle time on that particular day. So it start looks with, like on- Start with the whole system first, I guess, sorry. Yeah, it looks like on that particular day, on, on 1-7-2021, the entire system had an approximate average cycle time of 11 days. The reason we say approximate average cycle time is because one, it's not your exact average. That's why approximate. And two, the, 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 the items that, that hit done on that particular day were not necessarily the same items that started where, where, that, where that line ends, which I think is somewhere around 1225 or something like that. So the items that started on 1226. Yeah, you're so items that started at 1226 are not the items that not not all those items ended at 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 107. So there's absolutely no reason that that would be your 
average cycle time, unless that was the exact case. And this is probably, I, I would say, right, what you're hitting on right here, and I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you didn't pull your two minutes and 18 seconds. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you explained that because this is, this is probably the most common misconception of cumulative flow diagrams. You know, a lot of people will tell you this horizontal distance that we're measuring right here between the top line and the bottom line, they will tell you that that's an exact cycle time. Worse, they might even say it's an exact lead time, uh, but they will say it's an exact cycle time. They maybe get partial credit, but not quite. If the if they say it's an average cycle time, and I would say actually maybe now that I think about it, no, they don't get partial credit for that, uh, <laughs> because you know the, the best we can say it's a, is is it's a, an approximate average. Um, if you really want to know what, and this is why we recommend other charts, because if you really want to know what your cycle time is during this particular time period, the chart you have to go look at is a scatter plot, not a histogram. Not a histogram, but a scatter plot. We we got to reshoot that that histogram um, episode, by the way. Um, so oh, so yeah. So on any given date, we can see the number of items, the total number of items that are in progress. So, and by the way, you can see just like for work in progress, we can see, you know, the mm -hmm. approximate average cycle time for the the whole thing, or you know, everything. Yeah, this is this is actually this is a, this is a great this is a great uh, illustration right there because there is absolutely no way that that analysis active has a zero as its cycle time. It's yep. just if if that if that if that line exists, it probably means it took some time. Right. Okay. So what else? So that's work in progress. That's cycle time ish stuff. What else ish. can we see? Yeah. There's there's at least one more thing we can do. We can find out, and and this ties back directly to what Dan was talking about earlier. That you build the cycle time by counting arrivals by by figuring out arrivals. Because we are figuring out arrivals and plotting them, uh, are naturally we should be able to figure out the rate at which those arrivals are coming in. So the other thing you can find out because we have plotted arrivals for every stage is what's the arrival rate to each stage. Then that's what's shown right there and naturally might not be as obvious, but the arrival rate for one stage should hopefully <laughs> match it does. the throughput for, for the next stage. Uh, if so. it doesn't, then something's getting stuck, but usually they should. No, yeah, you got it right. So for analysis active, you can see the throughput for analysis active is the same as the arrival rate for mm -hmm. analysis done. And the throughput for analysis done is the same as the arrival rate. So really, like I said, really the best way to think about these lines, I shouldn't say the best way, the only way to think about these lines is they are arrival rates. They're arrival rates. That's 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 really what you're calculating on a cumulative flow diagram. Um, if you watch a Little's Law episode, the reason one of the reasons that's important is because you remember the first version of Little's Law was stated in terms of arrival rates. Mm -hmm. And that's why he, he would construct things like um, accumulative arrivals and departures diagram uh, to, to kind of demonstrate that. And uh, also these are exact averages. These, the, those rates are actual exact averages. For, and this is, this is, by the way, so this is peculiar to the actionable agile tool, by the way. Oh, in um, this case. <laughs> in, this, in this particular case, what you're seeing here are, are the actual calculated averages so that we don't confuse people and you know, <laughs> trying to ca calculate approximate averages. These are, these are exact averages. And you remember from the Little, Little's Law um, episode, hopefully you watched that first before coming to this, you know, take, take your work in progress and divide it by your throughput and you will almost certainly not come up with what's shown here as your cycle time. Um, 
That's not a problem with Little's Law. That's not a problem with cumulative flow diagrams. That's a problem with your process. <laughs> so that's, and that's, that's what you need to understand is when those, when those calculations don't come out. And the only way you can tell that is if you calculate, if you build this, the cumulative flow diagram, right? Whenever you don't see those, those things come out, right? Then you know, you know there's a problem. Um, can, can I keep going with that for a second, Pratik? Do you mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a thought, but it might be completely wrong. But yeah, go on. Okay, you can go. But this is <laughs> okay. what, one, other, one other way um, to see that. I mean, I, I don't have a good way of demonstrating it, you know, on this tool. But, you know, another reason to, to look at this to say, um, to know that this is an approximate average, uh, approximate average cycle time is one thing you could do is you could go to the scatter plot and you could calculate the average for all the items that finished on January 7th. I'm, we're not going to do that um, because it was zero. So maybe. Oh January, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> if we would go to January 8th, let's go to January 8th. What you could do is you could calculate the, um, the exact average cycle time for all the items that finished on January 8th. And you yeah, it says 12 days, yeah. Yeah, you almost certainly would not come up with, with 12 days. Mm -hmm. And by comparing those two, you know, um, what, what is the CFD saying that our average, quote unquote, should have been on January 8th versus what it was? And by comparing those two numbers, you can get tremendous insight into what's going on in, in your process. Um, and this is quantified in, in something that's known as, as flow debt. Um, and um, so you, you might've been introduced to flow debt as, as something, something else like arrivals minus departures. It's not that, it's just, it's, it's not that. Flow debt is comparing what your cumulative flow diagram thinks your average cycle time should be to what it actually is. And whether it's higher or lower tells you the things that you're screwing up in your process and how to fix them. Um, if you want to deep dive on that, sorry, you have to read read my book, Actual Agile <laughs> Metrics for Predictability. I've got. I'm sorry, you have to read the book too. Yeah, I've got <laughs> at least one whole chapter, if not two chapters, on. I th um, you know, think on it's at one. I think it's one. Yeah. Well, but there's conservation of flow that kind of feeds. Oh yeah, true. Flow, but, but anyway, that's that's too that's way too academic for this. What was your thought? I want to hear your thought. What were you What were you going to say? Well, it, it, it was it was along the flow that line. It's like it's it's the. The more off that that calculation is, whether in the positive or the negative, the more off that calculation is, the the more you're violating the the assumptions of Little's law. Yep. Yeah. You're 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 in vehement violation of it if it's off by a factor of ten. Something's gone really wrong, uh, or you've never even heard of Little's law. <laughs> I guess I guess it's worth since this is drunk agile and hopefully people aren't bored yet. It's probably worth exploring that just a little bit. I mean, think about this. Think think. Let's try and do this thought experiment. I don't know if I can even say thought experiment, but let's try and do this thought experiment of if our cumulative flow diagram predicts quote unquote predicts that our cumulative flow diagram or that our cycle time for January eighth should have been twelve days. Mm -hmm. um, but if we go to our our scatter plot. And we were to calculate that average and the average actually comes out to say, let's say five days. Think about what's really going on there. What, what that means is that you purposely, you, the team, purposely went in and prioritized or chose or what, whatever words you want to use to complete certain items over other items so that they, mm -hmm. they got done quicker um, and, uh, and skewed, skewed your average. 
Your cumulative flow diagram is not going to show that, but your scatter plot will. And so you'll say, oh, the CFD thinks it should have been 12 days. The scatter plot says it's five days. That means that you purposely prioritize certain other items other than, than other, which means that those items that you worked on, um, you stole, you literally stole cycle time away from other items that were already in progress to make your, your cycle time look good. Yeah. Really, really, yeah. really, really bad. Sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, I was going to say you, you, you would see that happen usually when a, a team's dealing with expedites. They're, they're exactly. constantly fixing blockers, expedites, bugs, and ignoring other things on their, on their chart that are just aging. Um, yep. that, that's when they're stealing cycle time from those things that are aging to give it to those blockers. Yep. And the reason that's bad, you know, all of you might be thinking, well, that sounds really good. The reason that's bad is because remember, what we really care about is predictability. Sooner or later, those items that you didn't work on, the, um, then you're going to go back to work on and you're going to finish them. And if you had a run of items that finished on your scatter plot that took five days, now all of a sudden your items are going to be, these other items are going to be finishing and they're going to be taking like 20 days or 30 days or 40 days. You're mm -hmm. going to be wildly unpredictable at that point. Um, and so this is, again, this is, this is one way to be able to tell, as Pratik just said, you know, how far are we straying from those assumptions of Little's law? Because that's really what's making our process unpredictable. Uh, let's, let's, well, I was going to say, let's, let's talk about some of the things that people usually do with, psych, with, with CFDs and then try to, try to kind of gleam from CFDs. Okay, I have one. Are we done with deficiencies of cumulative flow diagrams before we get into that? I don't do we? think, well, I, I don't think we ever will be, but go on. <laughs> there's just, there's just, I guess. I'll thing. pour another one while okay, you go. Yeah. I'm going to need I love, by the way, I loved the whole two drink minimum. Come, that, was, that, was, that was brilliant, by the way. Um, this is another. another CFDs are a two drink minimum conversation. <laughs> um. The, the, I don't know if this is a final thing like Pratik said, I don't know if we'll ever be done. But, but one of the last things to consider about cumulative flow diagrams, um, and, and this is not necessarily a deficiency, this is not necessarily the fault of CFDs, it's just how they are, is they're always for looking backward at what has happened. Yes. You, you can't use it, you cannot, I don't care what anybody tells you, you cannot use a cumulative flow diagram to look forward at what's going to happen. That's not what CFDs are for. They're, they're, they're always, always for, for looking backward, um, which, which kind of relegates them to kind of the more retrospective-y role. You, you don't really use them for planning. You don't really use them for forecasting. You don't really even use them for, for real-time analysis of, what, of what's going on. But I mean, from time to time, it's probably reasonable in your retrospective uh, to pull up a cumulative flow diagram and take a look at these things. But as Pratik and I have said, till we're blue in the face, if you're doing all the things you're supposed to be doing, controlling work, paying attention to aging, well then by the time the stuff shows up in the cumulative flow diagram, you will have already fixed it. So there's, there's really no point in looking at the cumulative flow diagram. Yeah, that, 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 that's kind of where I was going earlier too, which is it's great to have CFDs for that initial analysis of, hey, what's happening with the system? We're just starting to evaluate it. Let's plot it out and find out what's happening with the system. Um, you could do the same thing with, with a scatter plot too, by the way. You could do the, that initial analysis from a scatter plot as well. But if, if you have a large amount of um, unfinished whip, it will show up on, on the CFD. Um, so, so it's great for that, but for day-to-day -day operations and even for retrospective type conversations, 
I personally prefer the scatter plot over a CFT because it gives you a lot more context and a lot more um, pointed conversations than than um, than a CFT would. I would say a lot more contextually relevant conversations mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Um, for for all of all the reasons I think that we've already talked about in previous episodes, so we don't I don't know if we need to go over there. All right, so what, you were you were going to take us on a different path, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to talk about the fact that many times you'll see people talk about you know if 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 your if your done line has has become flat, or if um, if you see bulges in the CFD, um, those all point to different things. So the, you can use the CFD to kind of have this diagnostic conversation around, hey, why are we seeing bulges in our CFD? Or why are we seeing flat lines in our CFD? So many times people talk about using CFDs as a retrospective tool. Um, what do you have to say about that, Dan? Well, I don't, really have, CFD? I don't really have anything to say about that, but you made me think of something else that I wanted to complain about. <laughs> So is it okay if I talk about that? Screw it, screw it. I, it is okay. Please, gonna, please go I'm, ahead and complain, please. I'm, I'm Why not? Anyway. Why stop well, now? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Pratik was talking about that. That and uh, the, the analysis, you know, where you're looking for bulges or, or flat spots or whatever. A lot of people will say, and I don't know if you caught this. It's part of the instructions on the Jira chart. What they call it a CFD. It's not a CFD, but there's like you will. You can use cumulative flow diagrams to spot bottlenecks. So this is this is what I like to call the the, the the killer bees. We'll call them the killer bees, right? There, there are two bees that get associated with cumulative flow diagrams that should never be associated with cumulative flow diagrams. One of, one of them is bottlenecks, uh, and the other is backlog. Right? Two two B words that you sh should never be anywhere near cumulative flow. So let, let's take let's take bottleneck first. The problem with bottleneck is that most people conflate the term bottleneck with constraint. If anybody's familiar with the theory of constraints, they say that a, a a system constraint is a bottleneck, um, and or 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 vice versa. You know, wh wh whatever that is. Yeah. Um, you cannot. So number one, you cannot spot a systemic constraint on a cumulative flow diagram. You cannot. A lot of people will tell you you can. You can't. You can make a guess, and it's potentially an educated guess, but you will never know for sure that that is that that is a a constraint. The second thing is bottlenecks. I don't even, the reason I don't even like the word bottleneck is because really what you're seeing on a cumulative flow diagram is variability in flow. That's why it's called a cumulative flow diagram. What you're seeing is variability in flow. You're not necessarily seeing, you know, any type of, of, of systemic problem. So that's number one. You cannot, you cannot spot bottlenecks on a cumulative flow diagram. Um, do you want to say anything about that? before? Did, did, did you backwards? say you cannot? Did you say you cannot? <laughs> Yes. Take a drink every time I say you cannot, cannot, and CFD in the same sentence. Were you gonna, were you gonna add on to that before we go into the background? No, no, no. Please go on. <laughs> I cannot interrupt you. With this. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was gonna so make a joke. I was gonna make a joke about you, your your pink shirt. I'm not gonna do that now. Yeah. So all right. So back back backlog. The second the second thing is is backlog. Uh, remember, we started off this whole conversation by saying the lines on your cumulative flow diagrams represent arrival rates. Um, the reason that you should not, I mean, is it physically possible? Is it theoretically possible to show backlog on a cumulative yeah. flow diagram? Absolutely it is. The reason you shouldn't is because by definition, anything that shows up in your cumulative flow diagram 
has arrived into your process. Critique, do items that come into our backlog, I know you're, this is a hot button issue for you. <laughs> you know, items that show up in our backlog, have they arrived into our process? They, they haven't, you haven't physically pulled anything in. Uh, arriving into the process is, well, you might be working in a push system, but in an ideal system, you're pulling stuff into your process and working it through. You, you Stuff that gets requested and someone on some website puts in a support ticket, those are not items that have arrived. It's when someone has started working on it as, or, or they've been selected to be worked on next is when they have arrived. Um, the other part of it, which, which I'll just go on for a little bit here. The other part of it is you are most likely, if you, if, if you care about it, going to cancel half of your backlog. You're going to go in and say, ah, no, don't need to do that. Don't need to do that. Every three months, I'm going to go in and just cancel the bottom half of my backlog. I'm just going to do that. If you're canceling so many things that have arrived to your process, you are violating an assumption of Little's law and the CFD is useless to you anyway. So if you consider the backlog is arrived to your process, it, no, no CFD in the world can help you. It's too bad because I was going to trigger you. I was going to say, but Pratik, it all has to get done anyway, right? It all has to get done anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, so just, just remember the killer bees, uh, backlog, bottleneck, do not just, they just do not exist in the CFD world. Um, was, so was there, well, there, was, there was something else you were going to say. Wasn't there another, uh, another um, topic? Because, gonna... <laughs> yeah, because I was, yeah, um, I, I, I was rambling too much. The, I mean, the, 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 there are definitely some things that, that because um, Dr. Little uses CFD to prove Little's law, there are violations of Little's law that do become evident on a CFD. You will see if the CFD is, if the top and the bottom line of CFD are diverging, you're, you're bringing in more things than you're getting done. If they're converging, you're getting more things done than you're bringing in. And I don't know why she is perked up, but she she is really enjoying the CFD that's, talk. That's kind of scary, actually. Yeah. 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 I know. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so certain, in a properly constructed CFD, um, those violations of Little's law do become more and more evident. We talked about at least one earlier where um, your average starts diverge, your approximate average starts diverging from your real average. Those kind of things do uh, start becoming evident with the CFD. Yep. So I guess I mean to so just to sum up, one of one of the reasons that I love, uh, and I we I, I should I should have some outpouring of love for cumulative flow diagrams because one of the reasons maybe the only reason that I absolutely love cumulative flow diagrams is because if you deeply understand what a cumulative flow diagram is, how it, could, how it should be constructed, how it should be analyzed and what it's telling you if, you, if you really deeply, deeply understand that stuff, then you understand flow. I mean, you, you just do. Uh, and it's, for me, it was, it was the best way to get to the heart of what is important in flow and what is not important in flow is by studying a cumulative flow diagram. So for, for learning purposes, for semi-academic purposes, it's a wonderful, like I said, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a better chart out there. For day-to-day -day practical purposes of managing a process, you've just got so many better options that, you know, the, the CFD is the absolute last chart that I would, I would look at 
rather than than the first one. So, so would it be fair to say, start with the CFD and understand it really well, and then don't ever look at it again? Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah pretty, pretty, pretty much. So, <laughs> um, with that, do you have the last word? I'll, I'll give you the last word. What? Uh... Um, well, again, I guess that was it. Start with the CFD understand it really well, understand how it's constructed, understand how to spot a bad one, understand the things it represents and, and how you can, how you can um, better interpret Little's Law assumptions from it. But then once you've understood it, it will help you understand flow and then you can move on to scatter plots and aging work in progress charts to kind of run your day-to-day operations and and as long as you take care of those the cft will take care of itself so we look forward to getting all of your hate mail all you know i know everybody loves cumulative flow diagrams um i would just um i, I would put them away not for the reasons that you might think that you I, I would put them away but for all the reasons that pratik just mentioned that's that's why I, I would put them away so uh for our hero in the background nisha who has not stayed still in this episode. I think this is the first of... time she's actually like looked at the camera in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> You've been kind of all over the place. God, you guys <laughs> talking about CFDs again. So for <laughs> for Nisha, for the Yogi Bear of Agile, Pratik Singh, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you for watching, and we will see you in the next episode. Hi, everybody.